All right, let's do it, do it. This is the show that never ends. Yes, it goes round and round, my friends. Welcome back, Call to the Pen. It's Casual Friday with the big man, Call to the Pen, HQ. What's up, everybody? Stevie Dub, OPMG, Mike K, real friends. You know, you want to go where everybody knows your name. Come on, that's how it is. We're doing cheers around here. As we go around, you know, this carousel flying around this rock through the universe. Barnaby Joe, let's go. Love it. New folk. You know, it's okay. Uh, you know how Jaybird is, right? My man in the was and twos, hat tip to my dude, making the show kind of palatable for regular people. Nick J, what up, yo? We know a few of you are probably out there watching the big man, the pizza man, right now is putting for his life with the pros on Hammer HQ. So it's okay. If you want to catch this one later, we have you in mind that we're going to focus the show again on the PM stuff. And I know I, we already, I already got hit up about this. Like I already get DMs about this. People looking forward to the granular stuff, right? So here's been the deal. We're trying to move this show in and out, right? We want it to be interesting all the time. When we get full slate, so obviously we got to go a little bit faster. Well, I'm always moving pretty fast. The big man at John Legaza on the Bird app, yo, hit me up. You know, really, go check out the cheat sheets. Time running out to get them for free, but... You get the link and bookmark the Google Doc. You can follow along all this stuff. It really is very, very helpful. Nick says Pizzola is going to miss the cut, unfortunately. It just finished. Oh, man. Bet the house on him. Better make some winning bets today than everybody. It's all good. Hopefully, we have some people travel over here. We look for. Let's get plus EV, right? Let's get into black. Enough of that. More of this. Fastest show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere, man. Loving it. All the things that we do, me and you, call to the pen, HQ, rate, review, and subscribe. We're going to be following along with BetStamp. Love that app. I'm, I'm, you know, listen, straight up, I don't shill. I'm using it on my own every day because it tracks prices all in one spot, right? And it's fast. They have F5, which, you know, we love. And again, I like to be very fair when I post my prices. I mean, I have really cool the app. <laughs> well, maybe that's another story for another day. But what we're trying to do is not take the very best price, take the second best price. And I think that's really fair, right? Because we are trying to attack the live market, these real markets with you. You know, anybody could put last night's price. They Even sometimes you get the screenshot. That doesn't help us now, right? So we're trying to be live. We're trying to be malleable. And again, keep an eye on the 10 cent swing. We've called it the five twos could do around here. All right, let me not take up too much time. I brought the granular analysis, you know, that's stuff that everybody loves when we don't have the big slates. That's what I was supposed to get at before. You know, of course, I started rambling. What else is new? Like breaking news, I talk too much, you know. But this is kind of my favorite stuff to do. And I think before we dive into it, the very last thing I want to say is that I always kind of do this work, right? So I hate almost feeling hurried in those other shows. And like, let's say I get to a total base prop. I don't, I, I can't go through everything. It's physically not enough time. The show would have to be four hours, which I could probably do, right? I could probably do a four-hour drive time, right? We have Mr. Cooper slicing it up. <laughs> and like doing bits, man. I can see it happening. Anyway, Tank Rob, tell him it's all good and get back over here. We're cool to the pen. Let's have some laughs. All right, it's Reds and it's Pirates. All right, so we're going to lop off the first two. If we have time, we could look at them. Twins are at Boston. I know I like the under. Angels and Sandoval, all right, and Cortez and the Yankees. I think that one's a watch. When we have these other days and I have a little bit more time, we're talking about maybe getting some action, some parlays and stuff on the early bird. 
games. I'll tell you, I'm already very sick of betting on day baseball. I hate it. I've always hated it. And in fact, I've tried, I've been behind the scenes trying to prove that it's weird and I haven't been able to. Like Derek Hardy and some really sharp people, like really sharp quant guys, having them try and test for daytime data because I hate it. I always seem to lose. It's probably not the case. I've back tested my own and I have lost, but that's not enough of a sample. Getaway days, sometimes lineups are weird. I don't know if guys' minds are somewhere else. I don't know what it is. I don't like to carry the loss through the day. Look, look at yesterday. Yesterday was a perfect example of my subs came out flat. You know, listen, I, whatever, same attitude, win, lose, or draw. But we started off slow, and then you kind of close strong, and it's weird. Like, I wake up and see that it was flat. But, like, anyway, daytime stuff, it's okay to get away from. All right, everybody. Hold on. Here we go. Let's rip the cords on it. So Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, Luke Weaver is back. He actually hasn't pitched yet this year. So I'm back to 2020, last 154 innings, 558 ERA, 146 whip. It's a little bit of bad math, right? 40% fly ball, 42 hard hit, 10% barrel, right? All that stuff that kind of gets you in, in trouble. If you're following along with the sheet, I have back to 2022, 35 and two. Thirds, 656 six, area, 182 whip, right? So there's, there's really no covering it up. Some of the earned indicators are a bit wonky, but like when deserved, ERA's up near six. You know, there's contact issues, right? 45 hard hit, 11 barrel, just back to 22. Really double split issues, but it's always been an issue with the with lefties, right? So check it out again. This is the, the again, the granular stuff that I love to get into. I don't always have time for, but that doesn't mean that I don't do it when we post bets. Right, so sometimes I think I like to zoom in and out with these shows just so at least you know that like I'm doing the work. Because I don't know why I always have this thing about that. Uh Barnaby, we've done pretty well. It depends. You know, here here I think I have a couple units on the show. I know my sub stuff is up maybe three units. I do unit to percentage. So which is why the totals will always feel a bit low when you roll with me. Because again, I'm really trying to show people how to make a secondary income do a small business. Right. If you're chasing like triple digit units, I mean you can always just get more. But we're very much into daily allotted risk, setting between a one and a half to two percent unit risk per day, and then working backwards with the plays. Let's you, let's you know let's let's know what you think. Again, it's all plus EV, and I'm always open to scrutiny. So again, we were kind of failing against lefties. That's always been the issue. Triple eight OPS, almost two home runs per nine to lefties. So let's go lefty versus righties. My boy Brian Reynolds popping up. Now I didn't get this one. Because he was at minus money. But we could bring it up, and it might even be worth the smash. Because, again, you know, for the people just getting into it and following along. Yeah, Bird would be right. At the same time, we are we are tracking all the time. But I just don't like to look at I don't like to look at that stuff. I, You know, I was kind of thinking over years. You know, I posted 15% at Win Daily, then 15% at FTN, I think two years in a row. 15% ROI doing this stuff. Then last year, I actually had my first losing year. We clawed back in the second half, but I had a losing year. I was like, I don't want to make excuses. I was getting into show production and learning how to do this, all this stuff. Like if you watch that show, all the graphics since I was making that stuff. I was spending way more time on other things than handicapping. Now that I have automated most of this stuff, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better. Jay, bro, let's get it. Just because we have two minus one tens, I want to get into it. I've been trying to preach to people having more robust tickets, right? Just because you have more bets doesn't mean more risk. And that goes to answer, you know, that's the answer kind of people's. No, Jeremy, I don't hate 
Dayball, I like to watch it. I don't really like to bet on it, man. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll bet maybe an interesting parlays. I don't hate day baseball. I don't like to bet on day baseball because if you lose, especially in F5, it's like 145 in the afternoon and you're carrying around the loss. That was it. Anyway, Brian Reynolds versus writing zero to date. 63 PAs. This is our triple slash. Again, people remember the show is always going to keep moving. The triple slash that we like to use when we talk in terms of total bases, right? There is the fantasy triple slash. Forget that. We want to talk in terms of BA batting average, OPS, OBP plus slug, and then ISO. Isolated slugging is in isolated slugging is a measure of extra base hits. Right. So check it out. Our triple slash. We're going to keep doing this. 333, 1033, 351. So OPS north of the thousand. ISO at 35% extra base hit rate. Let's go. We're getting four at bats, right? So Give me that all day. In that span, 54 hard hit, 25 barrel, 16 blast, a 504 expected wOBA for Brian Reynolds. Again, I didn't print this one on my per, my subs ticket because it was in the negative money, and I have another plus play. Check it out. Let's get it. It's Romanzi Contreras. Going back 110 innings, 409 ERA, 134 whip, 721 OPS. A lot of ups and downs. You know the whiff was there, 27%. Too many walks at 10%. And probably a bit too much contact, more than maybe what we were kind of sold. This year, it's been a tough go so far. 15 innings pitched, 10 earned runs, 8, eight walks. So it's been, a, it's been a tough go. Hold on. I have a, I have a couple notes on Wednesday. Sorry, I'm juggling something new today, of course. You know me. I never I just never enough work around here. So it's year to date, right? Six ERA, 173 whip. But one of the starts against Houston was three and a third, gave up seven. So you got to be careful now, right? I, we're getting ready to make the shift into purely 2022-2023 stats because we're getting to the point we're looking back to 2022, then have to look at 2023, and then need another lens to zoom in on 2023. And that's when it's not to ignore 2022. And I do put those stats up on my starter sheet, but you'll see how the lens begins to change. Last time out, when six gave up two at St. Louis, very tough start, right? So we know the good is there for Ramsey. Another pitcher, too, with split issues. Lefties, year-to-date, 407 batting average, 1,000 OPS. And then when you kind of get down with the microscope, three of his four pitches, this is Romanzi Contreras, have a 440 expected slug or worse on it. I think two of them was 560 or worse. So let's bring up the Reds props. <laughs> get my boy TJ Friedel up here. A little lesson here about how um, maybe we could find an edge in prop betting. This is something I've always been kind of known for. So if you're sharp, hopefully people say that about us. Different hitters bat in different spots depending on the handedness of the pitcher. Now, while that that itself might not be like a surprise to people, how stark it may be, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe. So TJ Friedel, all right, so here's a perfect example. He's played the last six games, okay? Four against righties, two against lefties. He's batting last against lefties. And he's batting second against righties. I mean, that's at least one plate appearance. You know, you have to count that, right, in a game of hours where opportunity is the one single currency, universal currency, that we all trade in. T.J. Friedel batting second. So we mentioned Rowanzi struggling against lefties. Friedel this year against righties, 66 PA, 84% contact. Right? We're going to be putting the ball in play. 313 batting average, 521 slug, a 221 ISO. So it's not just empty... BA, we're looking for a double here. Four doubles and two Shamalem and Ding Dongs. Give me the total base prop. I know it's in the plus money. We got a second plus 120 there, so that's what we're going to get. Let's put a dime piece on it, Jay. Put a dime piece on the plus 120. 
And you guys can see how why we make, or at least so far this year, we've done very well on total base props. Again, really just identifying these strong spaces as I spill stuff on me. But getting the plus odds, that's really what it's been all, all about. Yeah, Nick, I mean, for those not aware, you can see every day's lineup four hours before game time as well as the previous five games worth on the MLB website. They're pretty good. I like fan graphs, the roster resource tab. But again, Nick J, great advice. Right again, culture of fisher people here. We don't just hand you the fish. We don't just hand you the pole, right? You get a textbook and it's shot at the podium. So holler if you hear me, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod as we use betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen to get the very best pricing. So I like Reynolds. I like Friedel. A little bit there. No need to bet on the sides in these games, right? You know, I was mentioning this at The Athletic where I just kind of had this weird MLB notebook. You know, Nando DeFino, if you know, he's the man. It was just like, dude, just write what you think. They were like, he was like, through the week, he was like, I'm sure. He was like, I'm sure. Wow. Jordan. I mean, we, we have spent, so because I didn't pre-plan and I preached strict discipline, I'm not going to add this, but I would suggest other people do. Put a dollar on it. Let your dollar holler on a Friedel home run. Fandle 870 came down, it says, right? Yeah, I think I saw a 550 and I didn't want that. Friedel's not a home run hitter. Let's let's be happy with plus money in total bases. Right. Come on. Let's not put let's not put the car before the horse. As much as I like Friedel, he's on like a ton. I mean, I have a ton of he's on a ton of teams. Like legit. But come on, let's get this show back on track. It's the Rockies and the Phillies. Ryan Feltner against Matt Strong. Feltner, it's been a pretty much of a gas can all the way through. 110 and two-thirds back to 22, 618 ERA. 147 whip OPS right at 800. That's not any good. Deserved ERA north of five. 10% K minus walk. 8.8 swinging strike. 21 whiff. 28 O swing and 88 zone contact. All these just worse than average, right in the wrong direction. Right, the, the O swing is too low. The zone contact is too high. So, though I know I often preach, be careful of quoting contact quality. Right, and I, you know, I believe that. Right, you should. Because she had 42% hard hit. This is Ryan Feltner. Eight barrel, not as bad as you think, but the 5% blast really is. And that's what explains the one and a half home runs per nine and the 383 expected mobile on contact. In that time frame, reverse splits going on. 849 OPS to righties. Like, how is that possible? Almost two home runs per nine. Like, how is that possible? 8.8 ERA, 195 whip unit. He's really struggling. Righties. 333 batting average, OPS north of 1,000. And the sinker, it's been really bad. So coming at you, again, the granular stuff that we only get to when we have the time. But again, I assure you, we're not just... Well, Arizona just DFA'd Bumgarner, breaking news. Well, run to your waiver wires and go grab Brandon Fat if he's still out there, right? Also, I think like uh, Arizona Futures tickets are where you want to be. The Rockies are going to end up signing time... Bumgarner. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts tonight, right? Like, I'm telling you, he's going to end up in Colorado or Oakland. Anyway, the other triple slash that I wanted to bring you, right, because these things matter. And, again, you'll know when you're hanging with one of the Paul of the Pen crew when you hear our lingo, right, because it's unique. And, you know, I, I I do custom content, right? And that's, again, how you know we stick out. So, again, the show, if anything, reeks of effort, even if we end up losing at the end of the day or a year, heaven forbid. So the other triple slash, the first one, right, we mentioned was the hitting side. BA, OPS, ISO, pitching side, individual pitch description, 
we like to use usage XLUG whiff rate to describe deployment, contact quality, and then swing and miss. XLUG better than BAIA. Remember, XBA just tells you if the ball would land. XLUG has a extra base descriptor in it, right? We're using uh, exit velocity and launch angle. You can also use XWOBA. They're going to correlate like perfectly. So, okay, the numbers may be different, but that's also the same thing. You probably want XWOBA con. It's just a little bit harder to get it uh, hands on. But again, these things correlate so perfectly. You're not, you're not going to learn anything new. But the descriptor, here we go. The problem with Felter is keep forcing his sinker to righties, and he's just – it's awful. It's awful. 29% use, 827 expected slug, 8% whiff rate. I mean, it's just not there. He's forcing it. So let's get those player props up. I posted this one also. Can you see if, if JTR is up there? Yeah, let's get JTR real moot. Oh, yuck. How about Alec Baum? <laughs> I could, see, how fat, see how allergic to juice I am, people? <laughs> for the audio-only listeners later on, I asked for JTR. It wasn't listed before. I thought I thought maybe he was going to be benched. I checked the lineup. It wasn't out yet. So I was kind of scratching my head. I wanted to circle back. Again, I, I don't, that's, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not trying to keep anything from anybody. But look at these numbers on Bomb. Let's go with Alec Bomb. So I mentioned Feltner struggling with the synchro righties, just struggling with righties in general. So let's go Alec Bomb, year to date versus righties, 53 PAs, 333 batting average, 945 OPS, 128 ISO. That's not crazy. But it's on the back of 52% hard hit, 95 mile an hour. Raw metric, 13% barrel, 427 expected woba. Yeah, I got plus one and a half base at 140. Hello, let's go. Yes, sir. Alec Baum against Feltner, plus 140. So, also, I had JTR. You know, I really, I, I was struggling with minus 110 and Reynolds. I'm not going to minus 115. But if you are doing prize picks, jock market, underdog, Again, you go to my Twitter handle at John Legaze, it'll take you to all the, the found information I provide for 24 cents a day, although it's free right now. <laughs> it's a ridiculous show. Everybody, seriously, take a second and go tag Rob P. Tell him he did a great job putting. We love him. And thank you for letting me out of my cage, you know, to bring you all this stuff for like close to nothing. You know, you can get it for nothing. But if you're really into the deep dive stuff, I think it's worth it. Right? It's 50 bucks for the year, but all season, we're going to be here doing this every day until October. To just get your teeth sunk into all the data and how it works and go spin it off on your own. I put all the player names that ring. So perfect example of this is why I mentioned I know people are out there DFSing and dailying and jock marketing, price picking, underdogging. So a player like Ramuto didn't ring 44 plate appearance against righties this year, 317, 904, 242. Like he's good for two bases, you know. 24% extra base rate. That's why I said minus 115. 46 hard hit, 17 barrel, 397 expected Woba. This is JT Romuto against righties this year. I have unlisted. It really wasn't it wasn't listed as a, a long ago, but thank you, Bet Stamp. Flipside Matt Strom. Now, you know, this is about right. It's not getting uh getting new information and changing your mind, right? It shouldn't be considered flip-flopping. It's called critical thinking, hopefully. So I thought <laughs> I was going after Strom early in the year. I thought he was going to just like open or something. He's been really good. Last 57 innings, 345 ERA, 117 whip, a 616, 616 OPS, 333 Sierra, 309 deserved. 
ERA, 28% K. 9% walk a smidge high. But 19K minus walk will do it. 29 CSW, 81 zone contact, right? So he can win in the zone. We're always looking for that. You get the fly balls, but he does get the pop-ups. Keeping the ball in the yard, less than a home run per nine, 284 expected wall, but those are all like your benchmarks. 673 max OPS lefty righty, really tough on righty, 604 OPS against righties. I was checking out, so the fastball, it's at, at 93, which again, you wouldn't think of as, you know, like a crazy good, right? You know, it's just okay. Strap up, get ready to smash the like button because here it comes, right? Why, why we're, why we're, where we're, where, where we differentiate ourselves. Sorry for having just the looniest tune, you know, in the cast, <laughs> in front of the camera. I know it, but I live it, man, and I love it. It's the my willingness to kind of learn this stuff and be wrong. You know, again, I didn't wake up and learn this stuff. I was bringing quantum physics professors on my podcast and staying up all night trying to learn about this stuff. So as we learn about ball flight, it really tends to matter. And you'll see when you see the low velo fastball with the elevated whiff rate, this is match drop. So 93 mile an hour fastball, 36% whiff rate. You go to vertical movement, a really unique shape on it. So while 15 inches of vertical movement, remember we want less, right? We want to keep it flat. That's a rising fastball. Anything, if it's like 12 or less, is excellent. 15 to 12 is still very, very good. But where Strom really sticks out is a combination of arm side run, right? So it's those dimensions, 15 by 14. So it's it's somewhat flat, but he has an incredible amount of arm side run. And when you see these unique shapes, got a ton of extension as well, that is really sustainable, right? Because that's what I'm looking for is we're oftentimes looking for fastballs to pick on especially once they get thrown a ton. So then he backs up with the curveball to righties, 286x look, 47% whiff rate. I have, uh, you know, so you'd have to be following my work for quite a while to know the term F5 hero, Matt Strom, F5 hero. And that's when I first started doing F5 betting. You kind of get these pitchers, you really never expect them to go beyond five. So it becomes hard to rely on than to look for wins. You know, four innings of bullpen work is not really what I'm looking for, right? The pitchers I bet on to win, it's generally six, seven. We're looking for the, you know, those extra innings and eating in the other bullpen where we're still cruising, hopefully, right? That's the thought, at least, the thought process. So F5 hero, I have straw marked. We might be just betting him as F5 constantly. I don't, like I said, I don't know if he's going to go any further. I have my notes here. I have the pens stink. So I guess that goes to my point about Keeping it to F5. Yeah, I <laughs> I think I printed a Philly run line. Both of these bullpens have been just atrocious. Colorado on the year. 77 innings so far. 4-5 ERA, 1-5 whip. Double-digit walk rate, 89 zone contact, 43 hard hit, three losses. Philly really bad. However, right, so I don't want to paint over this. 6 ERA, 1-6 whip, terrible. 13 walk rate. This is terrible. 10% barrel, terrible. However, However, and we often get this with bullpens, and it's why bullpen statistics can be unreliable. Oftentimes, teams have two faces to the bullpen. The bullpen you get when they're behind, the bullpen you get when they're ahead. And right now, it seems at least like they found their solution with Jose Alvarado. So, again, if we get – not that I'm pranking this, but I like to just show people how it works, the machinations, right? 
I think the good end of the Philly bullpen is starting to show the better signs ahead. And for the people that follow all the data here, I appreciate you. But besides that, I'm going to add some split also, right? We're getting to the point where soon 77 innings of bullpen work, I think maybe we want the last 14. And you can look forward to that. And I'll be keeping switching and always trying to keep everything neatly labeled. You know, of course, I'm kind of compulsive. So I think that's it for this one. Let me just take a quick candor at the offenses. I really didn't have anything kind of sticking out. Oh, yeah, just that if you wanted to back Strom, he's probably like my DFS guy also. <clears throat> Excuse me. Colorado offense, it's stunk. Right, they're heading to the road where we know they've had struggles with ball. Again, it's not just this whole like rocky road, blah, blah, blah. Ball moves differently and the adjustment takes some time because that's how precise these machines are. So that's kind of why the Rockies struggle on the road. They've been awful, year to date, awful last seven. 293 OBP as a team, 604 OPS, 25K. They strike out way too much. 4% barrel, 276 team Woba. Rocky's just garbage. I, I think Philly mops them up today, to be honest. Let's move it on. Sorry, I'm trying to balance this other page of notes here. If you can't tell, I've got, you know, I was trying to, <laughs> whatever I find, I can handle whatever's on my plate. Uh, for whatever my, my gut instinct is, put more on plate. <laughs> if, if digest possible, eat more. <laughs> Sorry, there's a fat joke in there somewhere. All right, Dodgers and Cubs. Trolley Dodgers, Hollywood, always up to no good. Michael Grove going to the nice part of town in Chicago, north side of the tracks, to meet the Baby Bears and Jameson Tyon. Let's take a look at Grove. It's been a tough go for him. You know, it's funny. Dodgers always kind of come with the tax, but the narrative that everything they do is so great. So we just expect these guys to be amazing. And a lot of times they offer betting opportunities. Let's check it out. Jay, can I see the F5 pricing? I was curious where this was going to go. Oh, man. Oofa. I actually, you know, it's funny. McCoward. I'll cover this in a second. Let's get to it. Michael Grove first. 42 and a third innings. 5.95 ERA. 1.5 whip. 7.86 OPS. All three points on the chain. Not so good. Deserved ERA north of five. XFIP for five. Everything just not looking good. 20K to 7.9 walk. 12K minus walk. 10% swing strike. Really, all the underpinnings of the disciplinary basket really kind of shaky. You know, 49.7% first strike, 50% first strike, not any good. I could probably lop off the decimal, sorry. 30 O swing, 89 zone contact, light, losing in, losing out. So he had to come into the zone. He's actually been pretty good at suppressing hard hit rates, but he has given up home run. So, like, the contact, like, the misses all go. Really struggling against lefties. This is Grove. He does have the one outing that got crushed, so we don't want to punish him too bad. But again, it does come down to the fastball. Let's check it out. 94 miles an hour on the fastball. 46% use. Now here, I'm glad we kind of get the same number of people will apply this stuff. All right, hopefully I leave you... Again, no one's going to rewatch my show in two days because no one cares about this game breakdown after it happened. But I really do hope the key for the people that listen every day, and the reason why they listen every day, even if they might not be gambling... Or the lessons, right? The the feathers kind of sticking out the cap. Let's get into it. Shape on Grove's fastball. The reason why it rings. The reason we look to attack it. 46% use, right? So meaning if the secondaries are off, opposing hitters know they can wait and sit back on the fastball. Grove also has 15 inches of vertical. We mentioned that before. So it's good and not great. The problem is unlike Strom, who has 15 inches of arm side run, 
Grove is four and a half. That's a major difference, right? Because it's the arm side run that helped to compensate. All these things work in accordance. Each unique element adding a deceptive element to the fastball, right? So it, it matters. He's getting a ton of whiffs. This is Grove on the slider, which we like. The curveball, 50 inches of drop. Like, it's awesome. But he's not locating it properly. Got to be careful. Kind of reminds me of Aranola a little bit, where you can have this great curveball, but day-to-day it could get mashed. So back to the fastball against lefties. It's been a rough go. 57 use, 400 excellent, only 4% whiff. And in case, you know, you want to dig me for small set, right, small sample, again, single pitch to lefties already this year, not enough. Let's go back to last year, 52 use, 428 and 8, triple slash. Pretty much identical is what you got. So let's take a look at the Cubs offense. Can you bring up the Cubs player props, please? We'll pick a peck of pickle peppers. Cubs on the season, pretty strong. Top three as far as average, 286, OBP 351. Because the swinging strike rate is down to 10, chase rate top 8, 29.7. Line drive rate might be very best in the league, tied for first with Baltimore, I think. But what's happened is lately, you know, they're just kind of picking it up. Not that you want to start citing L7 stats as like the the determining thing that we're looking at. Again, I got the moving averages moniker because I combine all these things. And we tend to look for trend indication within different time frames to oversimplify. So Cubs last seven, get back sale. All of a sudden, right, the rising tide, lifting all ships. Cubs last seven, 371 OBP, 880 OPS as a team, 10% walk. Maintaining the 27 O swing, 382 team wall by. That might be number one in the league. So I was I was sniffing around the Cubs F5. This has been a lesson. I didn't, I didn't print it, right? I didn't print it because I'm a coward. Ends up being the final answer. But in reality, it's because I thought for once we were going to miss CLV. People would chase the Dodgers. Again, I wonder if it has to do because I do print the algo and the algo have a clear – like I have a clear win. Again, if you're into all this stuff, you can check all the grades also. I kind of laugh when people ask me, like, yo, John, what do you think about this game? I'm like, I got literally score. I scored down to the decimal point. So, I, you know, I tell you, I got this free right now. Go check it out. If you want to pay, it's 24 and a half cents a day. I don't, know, I don't understand how less it can be. But you can go check these things, and it'll teach you a little maybe something about learning how to read the model. Or maybe you take my work and expand on it. You disagree or agree somewhere. You know, the thousands of hours of work that are now in it. Anyway, I have Cubs up 2.71 to 2.32 through 5. I know it sounds weak, but I do have a key up to help you read it. So anytime you kind of get a 0.4 disparity, you know, you could definitely play the money line. It was at minus 105. I should have printed it. It's now 130. Not interested. Not enough to go for the run line, but I also have a win in the game. What's a Cubs full game win look like, Jay Burke? Can I see it, dude? Because if that's close to even, we can get a piece of that too. Oh, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not going to look to double bet it. How about player props? Ian Happ, let's go. We mentioned Grove struggles to lefties. Ian Happ versus righties here to date, 59 plate appearances, 396 batting average, 1179 OPS with a 292 ISO, 29% extra base hit rate. Let's go. Four at bats, right? Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. 15% barrel, 444 expected Woba. Eight doubles and two Shamalama ding-dongs for Happ. Come on. Let's get it. Plus money, right, dude? Oh, you know it. Drop a dime on it. Plus 115, Ian Happ, over one and a half total bases. I'm going to have to think, search within, search my feelings, to figure out how I'm going to play these hybrid things. 
you know, when we were going a little bit heavier and playing less, I was playing a hybrid just to give people an idea of how there are different ways to skin the cat without scratching its arsehole. The thing is, I don't want to get too cute with this. We're putting 0.08. I guess we're going to put 0.02 on the home runs, I guess. Like I said, I don't want to be too cute. You know, I understand it takes somebody to make money. Oh, look at that. Nick Johnson, simpatico, me and the crew, dude. Yep, I roll 0.2 on the home run for everyone on the TV. That's what See, you've got people are sharp. And, and, and this is how you do it, man. This is how you do it, using decimal points, weighing these things together. And, again, the hybrid play in short. The analysis hits for a total base prop, but we know we can get the home run as well. It's very hard to identify home runs and very frustrating when a guy hits a double and you get the home run. So why not get exposed to both? Again, just because you're having more bets doesn't mean you're you having more risk. doesn't mean more money. More bets does not equal more money. So you take a, a, a proportionate piece of the total base, the total R risk. Take a slice out for the home run to allow for the progressive hit. Of course, if the progressive hits, the total base pays. You want to put yourself in a position where if the total base hits, the whole venture is paid for. But that fine-tuning is where the real profit lies. So, boom, feather in the cap. Press the like button for crying out loud. Press the, Stop what you're doing. Press the like button. That's like ridiculous information that people pay for okay that's a, like if you were to ever go pay for a professional gambling consultation i guarantee it's a lot that's what it sounds like okay jeez louise koopa we were we are this is the best betting show on, on the internet right now i'm sorry everyone else all right flip side james and tyon before i get canceled for arrogance first nine innings pitch he gave up seven runs my heart was breaking he's one of my best ball guys last time out against these dodgers went five gave up zero that's pretty good the problem has been left easier to date, but 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 check it out. A little more nuance and context coming at you. Where people kind of get in trouble chasing splits. This is the bad chalk call of the day, right? So left easier to date against Tyon, 974 OPS, which generally the things we like to look for. However, the butt, 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 like big shaking butt, like at the garden hose and the soapy water. The fastball. 500 slug against, but, 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 333X. Cutter, year-to-date, 733 slug, 412X. That's the 357 Babbitt. So we haven't really seen, right, you've seen production without the contact quality. I think we're starting to see the positive regression, so I'm kind of backing Tyon here. Also, Dodgers offense, it's just, you know, old gray mare, maybe ain't what she used to be. Check it out. Dodgers on the year, the discipline stuff is strong. I mean, they strike out, but they walk a lot. They don't chase. 12.7 walk, 26.2 O-swing. Those are both top three. They also hit the ball hard and barrel it up, right? So that's the thing we're always watching for. Plus, they're very balanced. Minimum 328 expected Woba versus lefties and righties. The batting average is very low with the sellout. The strikeout is high because of the sellout. And Dodgers just not running at all, only three steals so far. So there are some vulnerabilities. What happens that opens up the trap door to a floor? We're seeing it right now. Last seven for the trolley Dodgers. 278 OBP, 651 team OPS, 27% K. That's bottom five. 81.7 zone contact. That's also bottom five. So expect to see Tyron kind of do the thing he does. He has that robust arsenal. Quick stop to hat tip the comment section here. I like I just have an eye on it. I can barely keep up with it. Because it's not just like woohoo and emoji. It's sharp volume, right? Like sharp thoughts and bets are getting volleyed. 
So for the audio-only people, maybe jump over to YouTube, press the like button, and check the comment section. You know, there's other plays in there also. I got it all about being robust, you know, providing you're managing it correctly. So I got LA Dodger. Oh, the last seven has been brutal. We already kind of laid that out. The maybe the big surprise has been the bullpen. Check it out. Dodger bullpen on the year 59 and a third. You know, we're getting friends. That's something. 501 ERA 155 whip. 28 and a half chase, 41 fly ball, nine barrel, explaining the home run and the losses for the Dodger bullpen so far. Cubs bullpen's been pretty good, actually. You know, I was a little bit of a surprise, a 30% K rate as a squad. Top five hard hit rate at 33. Less than a home run per nine. All the things you're kind of looking for, 33% fly ball. This is a Cubs bullpen. Yeah, chat's cooking today. Chat's cooking every day, seems like. I mean, whatever, you know, listen, game, recognize game, right? Iron sharpens iron, right? Whatever, pick your pick your adage. But that's what it's all about, so. Um, I don't think I, right, I don't think I got anything else there. Right, we got Hap. I'm not touching the Cubs. If you follow me and you into the parlay, the DDP, expect some Cubs on the DDP. That's where I, that's where I think I get a piece of. Like maybe trying to get some exposure to the Cubs full game in case the F5s kind of disappoint. All right, next up, Padres and Diamondbacks, Friar Tucks versus the Snakes with shapes. On their back, it's Fozzie Bear, Michael Waka, Waka, Waka. Last 143, two-thirds, 363 ERA, 116 whip. Really looking pretty good. However, I was down if I'm ever buying it, right? OPS 725, every earn run indicator at four and a quarter, right? FIP, Sierra, deserved the array. Everything north of four, at least. 20% K is too low. The walk rate is nice and low also, but 21 whiff, 9.8 swing strike, all really too low. A bit too much contact to that number north of 86. So he's not getting whiffs. He does get contact. So, again, you get these mixed signals sometimes, and I think that's what hopefully I'm doing the work that you don't have to. Javen, what's up, my man? Yeah, yeah, I tweeted about this. I know somebody's following the Twitter account. We'll get to that in a little bit. I'll make sure. I'm glad you mentioned it because I'll, I'll, now I'm, I'll note it. Again, the, the, the crew here is just razor sharp. Like, I could forget. Right, I could forget stuff. Yeah, everyone got my back, yo. And I guess that's what friends are for. So when you see the mixed contact profile, the hard hit rate is very low. I've heard that quoted, 35.9% hard hit rate for Michael Walker in a pretty large span. However, 10% blast, 5.6 blast, explains the one and a half home runs per nine, 395 expected mobile on contact. But so you got to be careful of that. It's a, it's a degree of misses. That means he doesn't miss often. But the meatball misses get absolutely destroyed. Let's zoom on in. Again, we got time, nuance and context. Pour it out your nose when you hang with the big dude. Hang it with Mr. Cooper and the big dude. Okay, so two really bad starts from Walker. Right, he went six, gave up four, went four to third, gave up seven. So there's absolutely blow up potential. He also went six, gave up none, 10 Ks. He's featuring a changeup, which is very good. Remember the triple slash, 31 use, 312 X log, 42 whiff. That's a money, money pitch, okay? The problem is changeups are a function of the fastball. You can't just throw the changeup. So the fastball is not any good. 91 miles an hour where you start to get in trouble. 13 inches of verticals. That's very good, right? Again, I'm always very objective. I don't I don't make stuff up. I don't move numbers to frame my own argument. The problem is, this is the walk of fastball. 
six inches offside run. So you're always going to see that one ends up kind of being pinned straight. So 28% use has led to 600x slug. Lefties, year to date. Let's get those player props up for Arizona. I'm looking at my man Corbin Carroll and that mullet. Versus lefties, year to date. This is Waka. The fastball has a 730 expected slug. The cutter has a 936 expected slug. They've been good for two doubles in the Shamalema. So let's go with Corbin Carroll. We're getting plus money on Mr. Corbin here. Yeah, let's get – oh, yes, I love it. Plus 120. Stick a dime on it as I cover it up. Corbin Carroll and the mullet versus righties year to date, 47 plate appearances. 256 BA. I know that's not – we're not going to go there, but remember, we're looking for extra base hits. We've gotten lucky a couple times where players have gotten two singles. We're not looking for that. Again, that's why the, the triple slash has three legs. Right, so 256, 901. 326. Holy cow. Hachi Machi Liberace. 32.5% extra base hit rate for Corbin Carroll against righties. Year to date. Five doubles and three ding dongs on the career versus right handed fastballs. Again, nuance and context. You're pouring out your nose. I don't know. No one else is doing anything like this. I don't even care anymore. Uh, eventually, somebody's going to start like, clipping this. I'm going to start getting in trouble for being like an arrogant, kind of obnoxious piece of garbage. And I don't even think I care. Like, I don't even think I care. Because you can say what you want about us. Yeah, we're like we laugh a little loud, right? Talk too much, we laugh too loud. We work our damn arses off around here. Get it when we fit it, you know what I'm saying? But we really work really hard. This show reeks of effort. The chat reeks of effort. And I don't think we're ever going to be ashamed of that. Remember, we don't control the outcomes. I don't throw the ball, swing the bat. So we control the attitude, the work ethic, and the risk management. All the stuff that you get when you go with us, man. Just this shows the nut hand. So career fastballs, this is Carol. I, want, I don't want to get small sampled. I don't want people coming at me. Because, again, I think about my own work and how what kind of scrutiny I might hold up to. So Carol on the career. First fastball, 50% hard hit rate, 22 barrel, 390x Woba. Let's go. Smash it. Flip side, Brian Nelson. Let's check it out. Sorry, I just totally, like, screwed up something. I thought I – my gosh, I thought I closed the video. I was had an absolute heart attack. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. All right, let me get back on the rails. Ryan Nelson on the career of 35 and a third. 255 ERA, .99 whip. Oh, 603 OPS. You know, we like that. Bit of a mixed bag, though. You know, I like Sierra. 477 Sierra is a bit high. Deserved ERA, 285, very low. So there's a lesson there, right? Deserved ERA is a contact quality, I think. And Sierra. Uh, skill independent or an average. Eight percent swinging strike rate. Right? The K rate too low, nineteen. The walk rate in check at eight is Ryan Nelson. Swinging strike rate too low at eight. He lives a bit in the zone too much. Twenty-seven percent heart rate. Ba -bum -ba -bum. Leads to the eighty-nine zone contact. However, he does work the edges pretty good. Right, force a lot of pop-ups, keep the ball in the yard, suppressing hard contact. Two fifty-seven x wobble. Right, these are all the things that um. You know, we pretty much love. But I think I'm, I think I'm figuring out when I close because it's gone. Nelson, here I got it. I did. I, I figured I figured out what it was. Hold on. I'm going to get back on track in just a second. I, I got a new mouse and it has buttons that do <laughs> It has buttons that do things. Live TV. She's something. All right, Ryan Nelson. I got strong career. Once I laid out. But too many fastballs. Okay, let's dive into it. The fastball at 94, which is pretty good. 54 use is a bit too high. It's led to a 500 expected slug, 17 whiff. So, again, he's kind of gotten bailed out a little bit. You know, 245 BABIP on the year, right? That will help 
cover you up a little bit. The fastball is down a mile an hour year to date. He's also gone an inch in the wrong direction as far as vertical movement. We're at 13 and a half, so we're at 12 and a half, which is phenomenal. 12 and a half times five, so remember. Always be thinking of the lever, vertical and horizontal. Vertical as low as possible. We want it steep, but we always want as much arm side run as possible. The truly elite fastballs are 10 by 10. Hunter Green, Jacob DeGrom, Shane McClanahan, 10 by 10. And then you get varying degrees of that. Yeah, average BABIP is I – mean, well, this year BABIP is up almost – I just covered this in The Athletic. Steve W. asked what's average BABIP. It's up now at the shift. This year it's almost near 300, right, 298. It's a 10-year high, and we're still in the cold weather. Keep that in mind, which is why we're betting team totals and player props, people, right? Yeah, it, it, I got 298, 300 fine. So, again, right, we want to be within the trend. I used to bet only pitching. And that was where I made my bones in this industry, betting pitching and finding F5 matchups. But that was before the offense happened, you know. And now, in offensive environments, we want to be betting on offense. So that's why it's team totals, player props, plus odds. So, again, right now, it's still there. There's still some goods there. The changeup to lefties and throws only is sick, 44 whiff rate. But I had to admit that I was a little bit concerned. Obviously, whenever you get lefties in San Diego, the guy that rings has got to be Juan Soto, of course. But I just can't pull the trigger because of the walks. I know he hit a home run yesterday, which is like, that's really get you going. A guy like him and hit it in bunches. His walk rate is not properly represented in odds. And the odds, the odds makers try and tempt you. But think about that. 130, not quite enough. 130, they're trying to tempt you with the name value. Juan Soto just walks entirely too much to play to total base props. It's really frustrating. So I'm not going to go after it. And it's possible Nelson's just good. Right, again, on the season, 17 innings from Nelson. 10 strikeouts, 5 walks. So 371 ERA, 118 whip. 320 expected ERA bow rate down below four. And Cincinnati, yeah, I'm sorry, San Diego offense, forgive me. Up and down. They're trending down. Let's do this one really quick. We have a couple minutes. Just to give you an idea of how I approach these things and when you how to use my data on your own. Right? I'm trying to make myself obsolete here. So we often talk about. Discipline being at the center point for lead indication, let's call it. Like when we're looking for a team to, that we think is good to get up off the mat, I'm generally looking for positive disciplinary signs. On the year, you've seen that. Remember, disciplinary stuff stabilizes the, fir the, mo the first, first. And I believe it carries over within the team. It's a philosophy thing. Anyway, on the year, 10% walk, 10% swing and strike, 30 O swing. This is the Padres. These are all really good. That's on the season. However, last seven, the nosedive. 26.5 K rate, this 7.5 walk, 82 zone contact. Yeah, they're not chasing. 275 team walk with those 613 team OPS. It's It's been really bad. You know, it's a, such a thing as uh, it's just being too patient, right? Because then when you end up in bad position, you end up behind, they're striking out. So I'm really not digging the Padres today. I actually think Arizona wins this one. I think I posted that as well. What's the Arizona? Let's hit this one also. Arizona money line. And F5. What's whatever's better odds? 
Oh yeah, Nick Johnson, absolutely sharp as sharp as can be. Last seven feels a bit tough. You always got to be careful with that. But sometimes the, it's just weird how the game is. It that like those kind of pitchers. Nick is talking about how you have to add the nuance and context of the pitchers to a last seven. He's absolutely right. But sometimes those guys just put the kibosh on a good run, you know. So you do have to be careful with it. But it also could be the end of it because those good pitchers throw off the timing, which is the which is the really difficult part of quantifying recent stats in baseball. I think that's the best way I can put it and have to move forward at the same time. Last up, let's go Mets go. Cody Sanga to meet the Gigantes. San Francisco treats. Sanga has been a wild, what a wild ride from Sanga. It's walks and it's home runs. But you know me, I broke out the microscope. This I, this I really don't get at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have a non-bet on anticipation here. So Kone, all three of the home runs he's surrendered have been on the sweeper. Remember the triple slash that we're using for individual pitchers. Twenty percent use, it's it's being used. Eleven hundred expected slug, nine and a half whiff rate. You can't do that. I'm expecting them to pull that pitch. Considering the fastball is so very good, 334 X-Lug, whiff rate up at 28 because the shape is very good. Remember, now we're starting to get acclimated to the numbers. Cody Sanga, 12 and a half vertical, which is excellent, flat with nine horizontal arm side run as a plus. So he's got a very good fastball. I, I think they'll pull the sweeper eventually. So I, I I know people are going to be chasing that. I think that's another piece of bad chalk. I think Sang is going to be good today. But I'm not buying that. Also, San Francisco offense, these big sellout offenses have floors also, right? We've mentioned it. They're bottom three in strikeouts and swinging strike and zone contact, hard hit rate on the year. Right? They're not doing it often. They just barrel up. Remember, barrel is of the batted ball events. So if they get a hold of it, yeah, they've done some damage. But even that's kind of falling apart. Last seven. San Francisco Giants, 292 OBP, OPS south of 700. The K rate still north of 27, four and a half barrel. I think Sanga gets it done against the Giants. Flip side, Manaya. I don't know. I've been hearing about this reclamation. I see 476 ERA, 115 whip so far this season. Go back 169 innings to 22. It's 494. ERA 129 whip 766 OPS. It's kind of the things I have no problem going after. The control basket is pretty good, so he can keep himself out of trouble there. But you get a ton of fly balls, a ton of hard hit, lots of barrels. So that kind of leads to the home runs, and it's generally focused on righties. So let's go get it. Petey Pablo, the polar bear, big meat Pete. Let's check those player props. Pick a pack of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I got Sean Manaya. I'm not buying it in my hand notes here. The sinker's coming in at 94 miles an hour, 50% use, 683 expected slug, 24 width. Yeah, the slug is down below 500, so he's kind of gotten away with that. Alonzo versus lefties on the year. We're getting plus money still. Yeah, big meat, Pete, plus 120. Smash it. Plus, remember, on the road, getting that ninth frame and locking in the extra plate appearance because I do think the Mets win. So right, be careful with that part of the calculus. If you're if you're predicting a win for your player, but you're at home, you know, keep an eye on those plate appearances. 
Again, if you think they're going to score six or seven runs, you'll get it in the back end. But just I always like to be very clear about the math. So Lonzo versus lefties on the season, 32 plate appearances. Here comes our triple slash, right? The call to the pen is triple slash. 321 BA, 1192 OPS, 464 ISO on the back of a 24% barrel, 585 expected Woba, a double, and four home runs. This It's a total misprice. Can I see the home run price? I mean, we're not going to hate it, but it's just out of curiosity. Home run price for Petey. Wow, I'm surprised it's at 400, man. Gosh. Yeah, I, when, I, when I figure this out, well, I'm going to hybrid this. Maybe I'm going to post. You know what? I haven't posted a home run ticket. And now that I see people being okay with the decimals, maybe I'm going to post a home run ticket on my page later on. Again, it's free. I'm not, I'm not keeping anything from you people. So let's let's get Alonzo for sure. And I think that will do it for the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere. Right? We got I kind of wrapped the early games quickly. Again, I'm under it was five, the F5. I'd be F5, U5 on Minnesota, Boston, LA, New York. I'm not touching. Mr. Cooper, can we see today's plays? Let's run it down and let's run it back for everybody. Let's run it back and then I will scoop back to some day stuff. If Listen, you got to give it to people who want. If the people want it, the people get it. Okay, it's TJ Friedel over one and a half total bases. He's batting second against righties every day and killing them. Also, Brian Reynolds. I can't believe Luke Weaver's back. He's crushed righties over total bases also. Very rare you get a minus 110, but I'm digging it. Alec Baum over one and a half total bases against Feltner. Ian Happ over one and a half total bases against Michael Grove. Corbin Carroll over one and a half total bases against San Diego and Michael Waka Waka. And then Pete Alonzo one and a half total bases, so all these are wonderful odds. Love all these plus 115s, all these plus 120s. Keeps down the win percentage needed. Right? Love every bit of that. All right, real quick. I, we, let's do the first one. Uh, th that's pretty much what I got is, is lots of unders. You know, my aid has been really good. Same for Turner Hauk. My, my models love Hauk. Hauk back 74 innings, 341 ERA, 122 whip, 624 OPS. But FIP. Sierra deserve the array. PFIP all three, four or below. 12 and a half swing and strike. I think pretends better than the 23K rate. 29 and a half whiff, 22 heart. These are really good stats. 54% ground ball in that spam. These are all the things we want to see. 5%. Barrel 0.6 home run per nine. And just crushing righties. 498 OPS to righties in that spam. So I'm a big how guy. I think he kind of finds it. I think that all kind of corrects for him. Sorry, I need a second. I didn't know. Uh, like I said, I really wasn't I wasn't planning on presenting, but you know, sometimes we just we gotta make lemonade, right? Let's make some so let's make let's make some lemonade. If only I knew my alphabet. Okay, Boston, here we go. Boston, Minnesota. Gosh people, I need help. Boston offense started out pretty good. Again, we were tracking the disciplinary stuff. Because not striking out 21% on a year. Swing your strike down to 10. Zone contact nice and high. But just as you're making a lot of contact, you got to do better than that. I mean, it's they're just bottom five across the board. All the hard hit rates, 7% barrel as a team. Last seven, it's been even worse. 6% barrel, 35% O swing. So they're chasing. 
I think they're going to have a hard time against Maeda. And the Minnesota offense is not any good right now. On the season, 225 team, BA, 296 OBP. Last 70 OBP down to 276. 28% K rate as a team, 6% walk. 22 K minus walk, 81 zone contact for Minnesota. I really like Tanner Houck today. I was surprised to see that total up so high. That was the the big ring, you know, on the algo again. I don't just quote my model and then hide it. I print it. So I, I, I that one we could call. I have it like it's all blue, right? Blue cold. So I have them both at two two through five, and then F five was five. So if you people are looking for an early bird bet, I'd be under on Minnesota and Boston. The offenses are both kind of whack. And I think the bullpens have actually both been – I think they've both been good, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Minnesota bullpen on the year, 277 ERA, whip below one. How do you like that? 20% came on its walk, 36 hard hit, only a home run per nine. Flip side, Boston, 3-5-1-2-1 ERA, whip split, 8% walk, 4% barrel, half a home run per nine. So I think full game under in play also. So I think that'll do it. That will do it this time. This time we're doing it. So you got your recap. Plenty of plus odd EV total base props. Holler if you hear me. It's the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple and Call to the Pen HQ. Hanging out with betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen. Hey, tell your friends. Tell your friends about the, the, the zaniest show anywhere. My goodness. You kidding me? That's like the understatement of the year. So, all right. I hope everyone's just enjoying it, right? Doing the stuff that we do on these trunk slates showing off some of the work i can't get to all the time but i assure you i'm always doing it you know meaning just as i don't get to describe the matchups doesn't mean that we don't have all these rings and to me i really like that stuff because i think it matters and if you really even back test the work that we're doing like if you were to actually physically back test the hits you'll see we're getting hits on these on these fastballs it's like we're on some, right? Being able to dissect the arsenal, find the bad pitches at the high usage with the hitters that are patient and connecting and right now healthy and hitting well. I mean, it's not exactly rocket science, but it is a lot of pieces to put together, and hopefully I'm here doing some of the work that you don't have to. Appreciate you so much. Make sure to tag Rob Pizzola, the pizza man, for bringing you the large round. Johnny boy. Italian, Tasmanian devil. Love you all very much. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day when we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay, everybody. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to miss you, yo. I do print all my F5 algo data. Everything will be out for the D-Gens. 24 and a half cents a day. It does come out on Saturday. No show, though. I've been pondering a R-rated show, like a really dirty R-rated show. But I don't know. I don't know if I actually get that one off the ground. <laughs> All right, that'll do it, man. I'm already dressed out. I'm getting ready to go hang out with the fam. Remember on Sunday, unplug, hunt, fish, draw, write. Just do something. Don't gamble seven days, please. Promise me. I'm telling you, it'll make you better. The other six. I'm out of here, y'all. Peace.